Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. And I said, well, my mom tells me that I'm the best Salesforce professional on the planet, and I agree. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Salesforce, Salesforce for Everyone, Everyone podcast. Today on the show, learn this one tip to get Salesforce recruiters to come to you. It happened again and again and again. So it's not a fluke. It really does work. Also, find out what else you need to do to land your first Salesforce job after certification. You know, there's this massive space between certification and someone giving you over $70,000 for an entry-level job. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. I am Bradley Rice. And in last week's episode, we walked you through the Salesforce ecosystem. So we tried to help explain why there is so much job opportunity in the Salesforce ecosystem and sort of demystify why that has occurred. So we talked a lot about how Salesforce as a company expanded very rapidly over the last 20 years, which caused a massive talent gap. So they added so many new customers and there weren't nearly enough qualified professionals to keep up with the demand for Salesforce talent. So naturally, we end up with a talent gap. And so that's why we're here in working with individuals to help them better understand how to take advantage of the opportunities in the Salesforce ecosystem. So now that you understand why there's a talent gap and why there's so much opportunity, we're going to help you take advantage of that and walk you through the first step of starting your Salesforce journey, which is going to be working towards getting your first Salesforce certification. So we have a lot of information to cover today. And here to help me is Anita Smith. How are you doing, Anita? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I am doing great. So I think when we talk about getting certified to us, now that we're certified and we've been in the space for a little while, it sort of makes sense to us. But when you're a beginner and you're just starting to understand Salesforce and how the job market works, I think a certification can seem so far out in the future. And the path to getting that first certification is pretty unclear. So I guess what would be your first piece of advice to someone who's trying to work towards that first certification? I mean, it definitely should be a priority. That is the one piece of paper that kind of gives some validation that like you can do this job. I mean, the test isn't easy. It's not difficult. I believe passing score is what, 60, 65%. But when you actually take that exam and pass it, it helps with your confidence and it helps like show future employers that, okay, yeah, this person is a Salesforce administrator. They're certified. So, I mean, I would just jump right in. Trailhead is amazing to prepare. Like when I started Trailhead, I had no idea what I was doing. I like didn't even understand what Salesforce was, but they simplify it so much that it's like at a, a fifth grade reading level and they, they break it down very easy so you can understand everything. So just jump right in. Eventually you'll get the hang of things, but like taking the first step and starting is the, always the hardest part in anything you do. And Trailhead just, it makes it that much simpler to get your Salesforce certification. Yeah, I think it's funny that you bring up, you know, simplifying it to a, a fifth grade level, because 
we actually talked to someone, and I know this has happened a few times, but literally like fifth graders and middle schoolers who have started working on Trailhead. And especially during, I think, the pandemic and more parents have their kids at home and Salesforce professionals, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with their kids for a curriculum. And and they're saying, well, maybe you should just go play around on Trailhead a little bit. And, you know, I think we've seen some individuals, you know, even in middle school get certifications. You know, I've seen some of those posts on LinkedIn. I can't say that I want my daughter getting a certification at five years old, but it is pretty incredible that, you know, there's enough information and it's simplified down enough that, you know, somebody who is in grade school can go figure this stuff out. So you, you mentioned Trailhead. And I think for a lot of people listening, they probably know what Trailhead is already, but there's probably a fair amount of people out there who don't know what Trailhead is. So I feel like we've been throwing that term around like everyone should know. So yeah, do you mind taking a second to sort of break down what is Trailhead and why is it here? Yeah, sure. Um, So Trailhead was created by Salesforce, the company. It's kind of their own learning platform, kind of like a, I don't know, Salesforce University, but they call it Trailhead. And they have all these lessons and badges, like anything you need to learn will be on Trailhead. Because there's such like a large gap. I mean, Bradley, was Trailhead in existence when you first started? No, it wasn't. So I, I got my first certification in 2010. And I believe Trailhead came around in 2014, if I remember correctly. And by then, I already had a handful of certifications. And it would have been huge to have a platform like this because, I mean, Salesforce has poured tens of millions of dollars into this. I mean, I, I would have to guess that they've maybe even put close to $100 million of just development into this platform. And to your point, it's a great resource, totally free resource for entry-level people, but it's also excellent for you know technical architects and people trying to get up to speed on the latest and greatest functionality that Salesforce is releasing. So it's really a very well-known place to train, whether you're a beginner or you're you know this expert Salesforce professional, and it's it's outstanding. And a lot of people ask, you know, why would Salesforce put all that money into creating a completely free resource? And I think if you listen to our last episode about the ecosystem and about this massive talent gap, it becomes really clear that if Salesforce has literally hundreds of thousands of customers and those customers can't get qualified talent, and those people don't have a place to get better at their jobs, then it's doing a disservice to the customers. And eventually that's going to work its way back up to Salesforce as a company and have an impact. So it's not like they're doing this because they're you know out here giving everything they can to the world to get better jobs. It's because it serves them to make sure that people have very low barriers to entry for access to learning more about their platform. I mean, I imagine Salesforce or sorry, Trailhead was something that you probably leaned on when you got your first certification last year, right? Oh, 100%. That's all I used. And honestly, when I first started it, it felt like I was just, you know, following directions and then practicing it in a, they have these things called playgrounds. So Salesforce is not a cheap tool. So you need to be able to practice somewhere and they have their own versions of a practice area where you can try out everything you learn. So I relied that heavily. I mean, that is pretty much all I studied to pass the exam. And it's so simple to set up. Like you can do it right now in the next minute. Go to like trailhead or trailhead.salesforce.com, put in your email address and you're already good to go. 
Yeah, and we'll we'll link up those links in the show notes. So if you scroll down on your platform, just check that out and uh, we'll get you the link there. But but you're right. I mean, you can get that started in literally minutes. And I think something you you mentioned there sort of stood out to me and you said, you know, when you first got started using Trailhead, it was so confusing. So I think I would use that as a word of caution to everyone listening. If you, you know, finish this episode and you head over to trailhead.com and you get started and it seems a little confusing, that's totally normal. I think the advice I used to give was spend about 10 hours on Trailhead before you give it up. And you don't need to do that in one day. You can do, you know, 30 minutes a day for, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever you need to do, but try to get a solid amount of time on Trailhead before you decide, you know, I don't get it. This is just not clicking. I don't understand what Salesforce is or how this works. Just give yourself a little bit of time because anytime you're transitioning and learning something completely new, I mean, imagine having never played a musical instrument and picking up a guitar and spending 30 minutes with it and you don't sound like what you hear on the radio. So you're like, oh, well, I guess this just doesn't click for me. Like, give it some time. It it will click. And I think you'll thank us later for giving you that little piece of advice. Yeah, it's also a great reference if you are working on something and you don't quite know how to do it. Um, this is like later on once you're certified, you can go in and there's they have projects there and usually they're pretty similar to real life use cases, but I still go on after I've gotten certified. What about you, Bradley? When's the last time you've been on Trailhead? Oh my gosh. It's a good question. So number one, to maintain my certifications, I have to go on Trailhead at least once a year to go in there and do the maintenance modules and maintain my certification. But typically, you know, cause I didn't have trailhead when I first got really the first four years of my career. So I sort of trained myself that I would just go to Google and I would type in Salesforce followed by whatever problem I was having. And it used to be knowledge articles that would come up. Basically you just end up on Salesforce's website. But today I always end up on some trail on trailhead that teaches you exactly how to do whatever it is that I'm struggling with. And the really cool thing is once you get on Trailhead and you know you create your account, shouldn't take more than five minutes, you have access to what they call Trailblazer communities. And we have community groups like this too on you know Facebook, Salesforce for everyone that you can join in on. And it's just a great place to come hang out with everyone else who is also learning on Trailhead and trying to understand these concepts better. So if you get lost on something, it's not like you have to go Google it. You can ask in a group and real people will come to your aid and help you out. I mean, you'd be surprised a lot of times they'll even, you know, hop on a 15 minute, 30 minute call with you and walk you through it. The Salesforce community is, I mean, I've, I've really never seen anything like it. Yeah. And to that point, Trailhead is massive. So it's very easy to get lost. So make sure you know what trail or trail mix that you want to do. And a trail is just like a combination of different badges, a trail mix, anyone can create a trail mix. So be careful you know, reach out, talk to people, figure out the best ones to do. But just FYI, you can get lost. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's massive. So yeah, let's take a quick step back. So, so just to reiterate for everyone, Trailhead is this free training platform created by Salesforce to help the general public have access to free training so that you can become the next Salesforce professional so that you can serve their customers and get paid to do so. Now, Trailhead, you know, like Anita mentioned, you're going to follow this trail mix, a series of trails, and you're going to work towards your first certification. And up to this point, I don't feel like we've called out the fact that this is the Salesforce administrator certification that everyone is going for. That is the clear first certification that you need to get when you're moving into your first Salesforce job. There are 
I think there are 30 plus certifications now. So don't worry about the other 29 plus. Let's focus on the Salesforce administrator certification. And I just want to call out that this isn't an exam that you just walk into and you go pass it and you move on with your journey. Most people, over 50% of people fail the exam for the first time. And it's not uncommon to see people fail this exam the first couple of tries. So just, you know, I think give yourself a break when you're moving into this. And when you go into that first exam, just know that you may think you know everything and you feel like you really know this content, but there is a chance that you might come out of that with a failing score. And that's totally fine. And that's totally normal. And we mentioned this, you know, coming out of the gates that that certification is going to prove number one, I think your dedication to this industry. So there was a recent Salesforce survey by a company called Mason Frank, and they found that employers were saying that the certification represented your dedication to your Salesforce career, and it represented that you were willing to put in time, energy, and effort into really doing something prior to getting the job. And that showed them that you were you know, worth hiring because you had that drive. I think that the other thing I'll point out is that 70% of people who are applying for Salesforce jobs are already certified. An additional 15% are hopefully just like you, and they're working on that next certification. And then there's this last remaining 15% who, for whatever reason, think they don't need a certification to land their first Salesforce job. And the bad news is they're on the, the bottom of the rung. There are 85% of people who are more qualified than them, at least on paper, because they have a certification or they're working on it. And that's why you need a certification. So if you're looking to start a Salesforce career and get a Salesforce job, we'll talk later about why it's more than just a certification that you need, but you definitely need the certification to at least put yourself in that top 85% of people. So let's take a step back. How long do you think it will take someone to go through Trailhead and actually earn that certification? Because my story is a little different than everyone else. I mean, I know like a ton of talent soccer members who like are still working or they have kids. My situation, I was unemployed. I didn't have kids. So I could really put in the hours. I mean, I was on Trailhead every day like it was my full time job. And I did that straight through for a month and then took the exam. But someone who's like not unemployed, you know, they're still like they're stuck in their job that they don't really want to do. How long does it take the average person like that to go through Trailhead and take the exam? Yeah, that, that's a good point. And obviously, you know, people listening are going to know are going to want to know what do they need to put into this to get that certification? So I'd say as a maybe a rule of thumb would say spend about eight to 10 hours a week for about 10 to 12 weeks. That's what I would expect. So if you're putting in 10 hours a week for 10 weeks, that's probably 100 hours of preparation. So as a ballpark, if you're if this is really clicking for you and you're a good test taker, you consider yourself a good test taker, expect to put in maybe 80 to 120 hours of preparation for the exam. And then if you sort of consider yourself like I'm not the best test taker, I always struggle with these multiple choice standardized exams and just doesn't work well for me you're probably looking closer to maybe the 100, 150 hours of, of input, but don't rush it. Like take it easy on yourself. You're transitioning into a new career. You don't need to do this immediately. You don't need to spend 10 hours a day every weekend trying to force this in and get it done, you know, this month or in the next month. Just take it easy on yourself and let it come to you because like Anita said earlier, you're going to initially get into this and it's going to feel like a foreign language. It's going to feel like like what it is. You're learning something totally new. 
and you need to give yourself time to, you know, get your footing. So at first you'll probably feel like you're crawling a little bit and then you stand up and you start walking and it's, it's all making sense. And then before you know it, you're running forward, you get what to do and you're going to be well on your way to getting that first certification. Is there anything extra you recommend doing on top of trailhead to prepare yourself for the exam? Yeah, I I think there are some of those things and, you know, you can reach out to the community and I think most people would agree that they use trailhead and that's definitely the number one area you want to focus on. And there's a very specific trail mix, I guess it's called, uh, the preparing for your admin certification. But again, if you check the show notes, you'll find the exact link to exactly what you need to follow. And if you try the the free five-day challenge, day one and day two are going to walk you through exactly how to get your trailhead account set up and show you exactly what areas you need to focus on to get certified. But if we go outside of trailhead, I would say there are some supplemental resources that can be beneficial. So Focus on Force is a company that they have practice exams for the Salesforce certification. And that's really useful for just getting comfortable with, hey, we got 60 questions, they're multiple choice, they're about the content that you covered. And it gives you a chance to you know, try out a similar to real test environment. Then Salesforce also has uh, what's called the Web Assessor practice exam. And I believe that's $20. And what it is, is it sort of, enacts the real test-taking situation. So you actually log into this test-taking platform. You're not allowed to have you know any notes and things like that, I believe. Did, do you know, I mean, how restrictive that web assessor practice test is as far as if you can use your notes and those kind of things? I don't know the official rules, but I treated it like I was taking the real exam because, yeah. I mean, it's a practice exam. And word on the street is that if you can pass that exam, you can pass the real exam. Yeah, that, that, that's what I've heard too. And, you know, not to call Salesforce out, but I, I have heard people mentioning that, you know, it's a 60 question test, so it doesn't help you too much. But I have heard that, you know, you might get a couple of questions from that practice test on the real exam. So it can be nice to get that practice in because you never know the, those couple of questions could be the difference between a pass and a fail. So yeah, that would be my two biggest pieces. I know, um, you know, there are some other resources out there and, and you can Google those, but those are definitely the two biggest things is trailhead and practice exams. And that is really the path to that, that first certification. And again, if you, you know, check out the show notes and try the five day challenge, it's going to walk you through all of that step by step. Okay. So I binge trailhead, passed the exam. Woohoo. Now what, how do I actually get that job? Because you mentioned earlier, there were, what was it? 70% people who had their certifications out there searching for jobs as well. Yeah. So we've got 70% already are certified and another 15% are like most of the people listening, they're working on that certification. So you just differentiated yourself from the top, you know, you're you're part of the top 85% now. So congratulations. Um, You took yourself off the bottom, uh, but you're still, you know, we have to continue to differentiate ourselves to get to that top 10, top 20% is really where you want to be sitting to apply for a job and get some attention So there are a lot of other things that we can do, and this is what most people overlook. And I think it's why if you see someone struggling and they say, you know, I can't find a Salesforce job anywhere. I think there's just this huge misconception that if I get certified, that means I'm qualified. And if I'm qualified, I should be able to get a job. But, you know, there's this massive space between a certification and someone giving you over $70,000 for an entry-level job, right? I mean, If that were the case, 
you could just go take practice exams, get certified, get a job, and we wouldn't have a talent gap. So there's something in between that. And that's what we're going to talk about in future episodes in detail. But to get into you know some high level about what those things are, one of the biggest things uh, that you need to do is you need to work on your personal branding. And LinkedIn is a big part of getting attention of employers and recruiters. And so maybe you could give a quick breakdown, Anita, of like what LinkedIn is, because I know I had a huge impact on your start. So maybe people could benefit from better understanding, you know, what is LinkedIn and why is it so much different than other social platforms? Yeah. LinkedIn is like the Facebook, but <laughs> I guess of your professional life. So I had like a pretty okay LinkedIn prior to getting in Salesforce just because of my background in hospitality management. But I remember from the five day challenge, one of the days talked about like really sprucing up your LinkedIn and the changes were so basic, but the impact was huge. I mean, I remember I had my past coworkers from the hotel reach out to me thinking that I got a job at Salesforce and they were always congratulating me. Oh, congratulations, which like they just misunderstood the changes. But being able to like start making changes on my LinkedIn, even before I got certified, it definitely sped up the job search process for me because I was like slowly building up my network. And like I was able to post, there's these things called super badges on Trailhead. They are not fun. They say they take about eight hours to complete. That's a lie. It'll take like two days. And I feel like they purposely make them difficult. So like, it's very realistic. You have to, you know, get off, take a walk, take a breather, or just like sleep on it because it's very frustrating. But after you complete one, like it is the best feeling ever. And there's three of them on that main um, admin trail. Anyways, so I would post every time I complete one of those on LinkedIn and you know, the Hana, like everyone is like so supportive, so nice. So like people would comment but those comments, it just like boosted my followers and everything. And by the time like I got certified because my followers and because of my connections on LinkedIn, I, I was able to find a job pretty fast. You know, I, I think people hear stories like that and they think, well, congratulations, Anita, you're one in a million. You went on LinkedIn and all of a sudden somebody gave you a job. But it's not. It's not nuanced. It happens all the time. And we actually went through the data of the people who landed jobs in 2021. And we found that 30% of the entry-level jobs landed were through what we call the hidden job market. And that is you using your branding and getting invited to an interview for a job that there's not a posting for. There, You can't go on Indeed.com. You can't go on LinkedIn jobs and search for it because it doesn't exist. The company has not posted the job. But because you're on a professional social platform, like LinkedIn, employers are seeing you, recruiters are seeing you, hiring managers are interacting with you, and you don't even know it. These are just people that are, you know, the, you you put a post up about, hey, I did this really amazing thing on Trailhead and I got a super badge. And then someone saying, hey, congratulations. And how you interact with those people, you never know who they are. And they might be that person to say, hey, I saw you got certified today. I've actually been following along. You've done some really amazing things. And I love the way you communicate and showcase your value. And I would like to invite you to come interview for a role that just opened today. And that happens consistently 30% of the time with our members, a story similar to that. Yeah. And like 
in the beginning, I, I would always tell people, oh, I got really lucky. I got really lucky. But like you said, repeatedly, it happened again and again and again to like multiple talent sector members. So it's not a fluke. It really does work. Right. So, I mean, I think that's one of the big ones. Like, you know, I think your initial question was, you know, what else do we need if a certification's not enough? And, you know, it's sort of this personal branding, but also it's your professional branding that comes together on LinkedIn. So in our next episode, we are going to dive into that professional branding and really just lay it all out for you. And we also have a free resource to make sure you dominate LinkedIn. So if you want to check that out before you head over and check out the professional branding uh, information episode, uh, you can do that and just head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start, and you'll find all of our free resources there, you know, to come forward with other things that you need. And we'll talk about this again in future episodes, but being prepared for interviews, a lot of people think, you know, I'm good at interviews. I'm good at talking. I'll just show up and I'll be fine. That's not going to be good enough. You you need to have an interview strategy. Not a lot of people think that, Bradley. <laughs> no, is that not true? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you, but okay, myself and majority of people I know are very nervous about interviews. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people where I thought, I'll just go interview. They're going to love me. And uh, yeah, it doesn't go over well. I, I actually remember I had an interview where... I was young, so you'll have to forgive me for this. I think it was maybe 23 and I was looking for my second job and I thought I just knew everything about Salesforce because I had a whole year of experience. So I must, I must know everything. And, uh, I applied for a job. I would, I went to an interview in Atlanta and I was being interviewed and they said, you know, how do you feel about your Salesforce skills and like your ability after this first year as a professional? And I said, well, my mom tells me that I'm the best Salesforce professional on the planet and I agree. And I didn't get the job. Oh, <laughs> so, I wonder where it went wrong. I don't know where that interview took a negative turn, but I just feel like there was something about me that didn't click with them. Unbelievably, oh. I did eventually get another job, though. Yeah, that's a risky response. You have to like be able to read the room very well <laughs> to give that response. Yeah, clearly I, I didn't. I didn't read the room well. So we'll we'll get into interviews. We will get into you know, how to get hands-on experience before you get your first job and, and, you know, build your resume and make sure that that's polished in a way that that looks really good. And we'll teach you, you know, one thing I think people don't understand is job search strategy. Like you need a strategy for when you're searching for jobs. And so there, there are just so many small things that when you bring it together with this very comprehensive approach and you, you start thinking about all the elements that go into going from where you are today to actually landing a job, there are some things we need to do, but I'm still going to double down and say, even with all this preparation, your certification, you know, hundred hours of time and energy you have to put into that interview prep and personal branding and all these things, it still has to be the lowest input that I've seen for any career that pays $70,000 out the gate and way more than that. You know, I had a member reach out. I'm not going to share her name, but she messaged me today and she said, I'm 10 months into my Salesforce career. And my company emailed me today and here's the message. And it said something along the lines of, we would like to, you know, show our respect and our, you know, just gratitude for the work that you've done and the amazing job that you're doing. And out of nowhere, with no request, gave her a $25,000 raise and an additional $10,000 bonus every year. So she's 10 months in. And they just bumped her up to over $100,000. And they told her in six months, they're going to reevaluate and look at another $20,000 bump. So 
it happens crazy fast. You just oh got to get started. Yeah, it's wild. That's amazing. Tell me the name of the company. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right, right. Right after the episode, that will not be in the show notes, but I will tell you right <laughs> after the episode. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll kick that off next week. You're going to learn a ton about personal branding. And for anyone who missed it, make sure you check out the show notes for everything we talked about today. Plus head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start to get all of our free resources and kick off your Salesforce career. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonza. If you like what we do at this Scrappy Can Do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.